If you're an adventurer, there's one place that you absolutely have to shop. There is, because there's this place called Mototomic, and they have the gas can hoodie, which when you put it on, it feels like a hug. And if you're a true adventure rider, you know that some days don't go as planned and you need a hug. But not only the gas can hoodie, Mototomic has other things too. Like what, Cappy? Like beanies, cups, stickers, t-shirts, and probably my favorite dry bag. That orange dry bag is badass. It is. Mototomic.com. Link in the description. So, Chappie, I got a confession to make. Confess to me. I've been talking to our buddy from B-Moto, Paco Pete. You know B-Moto, that shop that does really cool stuff like... Off-road performance engines and suspensions. They even can Cerakote with ceramic finishes. So the outside is just as strong as the inside. Which is awesome and brings me to my confession, Cody Proof Certification. Because Paco Pete told me they're going to take care of my engine and Cody Proof it. That's something that not too many places can say. No, definitely not. I would just suggest go over to bmoto.com and check it out. They've got some pictures of what they do. Bootiche.com. Link in the description of the podcast. Yes, because it's hard to spell, but they do good work. I had to turn the fan down. I could hear it. Oh, I don't know if it was coming out. In I was like, did guess, you just but... have a bowel movement come on real quick or what? What happened? No. You were I moving go quick. Shit. <laughs> Turtle heading. It's like... There's no discussion. This is happening. <laughs> Am I not turtle enough for the turtle club? Turtle, turtle. Turtle, turtle. What was that? Well, apparently, whatever you said made my GoPro turn on. That's, the problem <laughs> is got a voice I, I now have... I have... What the fuck is going on here? Sorry, y'all. I've got like got five... A... Oh, yeah. got like five GoPros here sitting here. You got them all like voice activated? Oh, yeah. You're listening to the Throttled Adventures Podcast. And now, your hosts, Cody and Chappie. Hello and welcome to another episode of Throttled Adventures. Cody, how are you? Great job, Chappie. Come on, I only messed up once and that was last week. (laughs) I know. And I left it in. It was great, yeah. I left it in. I'm glad you left it in. Nobody's throttling my ass. That's good. I mean, you can do a fans-only account for that, but... Nope. No, I'm doing pretty well, considering, you know, sometimes life throws curveballs, but I'm doing good. How about you, Chappie? I'm doing really good. Yeah, so I'm excited. We got a lot of cool new things coming across. Um, a few changes, but... Uh, and we're also... Uh, when you, people are listening to this, uh, we're uh, another week closer to that major trip, which we have big plans for. Chappie's also got um, something new. I got something new? You sent me a picture today. Something's changed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. Big shout out to the Wonder Lickers. Uh, Wonder Lick. <laughs> Wonder Lick. Uh, they uh got me my engine bars. They're yellow and they pop. They uh, look awesome. Yes. Uh, if you follow me on Instagram, you've seen it. I'll probably post something up on the Throttled Adventures here shortly. He's also uh, so put out a video, but they don't have the crash bars in the video. No, 
uh, they don't have the windshield or the risers or the tank bag either. So there's uh, a few changes that, but that's not the changes I was talking about. No, I was talking about, uh, we have a discord server. What? Yes. We created a discord server. So it'll make it so much easier for the listeners to join that. You can do it on your phone. You can do it on a computer. You can do it on a tablet. You just go to the website and go to our new resources page on the website. That's also new. We have a resources page where people can go and find like Moto Camp Nerds website, uh, Moto Atomic, Tour Attack, Wonderlick is there. Is that like um, when I was in school? No. Because when I was in school, we sometimes got sent to the resource class. No, that's for the uh, mentally challenged, I think. Special. Special. Special is the word these days, Chappie. I think mentally challenged might offend somebody. Like me. I'm offended. <laughs> like me. Oh, wait, I'm mentally challenged. I can't be offended. Fuck it. <laughs> but no, that is, that's like really cool. So resources to help everybody. Yes, there's a, a, a link to an article about how to find free camping. Legally. Yes, legally. There's <laughs> a link to Ride BDR, uh, different things that uh, adventure motorcyclists might need we're gonna take one from ben and say we just wanted to be not only a sore but a source yeah (laughs) well i mean we talk about a lot of that stuff all the time yeah so to have it somewhere yes and somewhere where people can remember you know throttledadventures.com if they're listening to the podcast they know the name they know how to spell it just go to throttledadventures.com and there's a resources page and there's a bunch of links there. I just want to make it clear. You don't have to be able to spell it to listen to this, okay? No. Just in case, but- I want to include everybody. Shout out, by the way, to Hollywood. Hollywood? Yeah, Hollywood. Uh, it's a buddy, a listener of ours, and a buddy from California, Chris Rippy. But he uh, recently sent me a uh, care package and included a Hero 8. Wow. And uh, a very nice microphone. So hopefully uh, some videos will improve in quality. Well, that's nice. Yeah. Very cool. Thank you, Chris. Hi, Chris. What's up, Mr. Hollywood? I call him Hollywood Negan. I don't know if any of you watched The Walking Dead, but I saw a picture of him by his old Harley that he used to have. Just kind of reminded me of like, the attitude of Negan from The Walking Dead. Cool. Looked like a badass. <laughs> nice. Anyway. Well, that's good. Some new things for you, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, so what we were saying. Oh, yeah, go to the Discord. Yeah, go to the resource tab on the website, and there's a link, which is an invite to the Discord. Discord is invite only. It's not public. Um, but it's an open invite, you know. It, it's our version of a secret society. Yeah. We're the ill Illuminatis. Yeah. So, <laughs> so far, there's like a general tab that, you know, general discussion. There's an adventure tab where you can talk about adventure stuff. There's a camping tab. What if? Uh, there's, 
Yeah, there's a suggestions tab, uh, how we can make the, the Discord server better if you have any suggestions on uh, different rooms and stuff like that. Uh, and then there's podcast specific. There's two rooms in the podcast tab. There's uh, suggestions for topics for the podcast. And then there's a what if tab where you can leave what if questions that and- we will answer. You know, if you become a VIP, VIP, VIP Discord member, there could be VIP rooms, but we will not disclose and cannot confirm or deny those yet. (laughs) (laughs) VIP, huh? Yeah. Oh, oh, speaking of Chris, real quick, he asked a question that some other people have asked as well, but um, he wanted to know how he can rate or leave comments for podcasts. And I didn't know. Comments as in like a review. The best place to do that would be Apple Music or Apple Podcasts. If you go to the Apple website, you can leave a one to five star review and uh, you can leave a review. And that would help. That would help because the better the reviews, the more reviews we have. The more they push us forward, whatever. Well, the, yeah, the more they push the podcast, they'll actually advertise for us, you know, free. It charge. helps us invade more ear holes. So we yes. appreciate it. And then um, if he just wants to leave a comment on a specific episode, I got out of the habit there for a little while because things got a little crazy, but I started getting back into doing show notes. I try to do show notes for every episode just in case we have links that need to be. So you don't have to remember, you know, you're listening, driving down the road or something like that. You're not going to be typing in links. Yeah, please so don't. So you could always go to the website and find the show notes for that episode. And there should be links in the show notes. If anybody has any questions that they want us to answer on the podcast, the Discord is a perfect place to do that. If they fit in with, you know, the certain topic that we're doing or who knows if we're getting a lot of them, maybe we'll just take towards the end and just, you know, Answer. okay, this is the discord question section. You know, if you wanted. So go to discord. So, so we have some, some stuff to do. Yeah. And it's free. It's cost nothing. The app is free to join is free and you can leave messages for free. What's There's the no catch? Charge. There is no catch. There's always a catch. You just got to join. Oh. So the catch is you have to remember your password. (laughs) Yeah. Probably. (laughs) That seems to be my problem. (laughs) Yeah. So, And if anybody knows of any links that the resource tab should have for other bikers, they can also do that in the the discord it's an easier way for us to interact with uh the listeners because unlike youtube podcasting doesn't have a comment comment section really yeah i mean you can go to the website and leave a comment on the the article i write but i mean it's it's just another step Whereas the Discord, you know, if we build a community in there, the Throttled Adventures community where 
you come in, we can talk about adventure motorcycling. You can ask a question and if not me and Cody, maybe somebody else that's in there can answer that question, you know, and it can be all about adventuring, camping, getting out on your bike, dirt bikes, dual sports, adventure bikes. It doesn't oh, matter. Dual sports ah. and adventure bikes. What? Why does that sound familiar, Chappie? Well, I don't know. Maybe because that's basically what we talk about. Oh, yeah. But uh, today, it, like sticking out in my head. Adventure is it dual sport? You got something see, sticking you out of your it? head right here. Those aren't horns. Oh, I think they are. Well, they could be, but don't stand up. I don't want to see the tail. This one, this one has <laughs> dual sport on it, and this one has adventure back. See, well, let's <laughs> compare them. Okay, let's do it. Sounds like a great idea. We now have a topic. <laughs> that was our segue. For argument's sake, we're going to split dual sports and adventure bikes into two categories and piss people off. Yes. Separated by dual sports are going to be dirt bikes with single cylinders and adventure bikes are going to be twins or boxers, I guess. Yeah. Boxers, but you know, higher CCs. I know there are, there are exceptions. the, The CRF has an adventure, uh, I think Kawasaki makes a Versus 300, BMW makes a 300, but you know those are classified as adventure bikes. But yeah, the, we're not going to split hairs that far today. Yeah, but like the the Rally, the CRF, I guess 300 now Rally. It I looks saw some adventure people bike. About that. About because what? they called it a Rally. It's just it's got more plastic. Yeah. So uh, we're not going to get I that want less plastic into it. No. Single uh, for, cylinder and other. Yeah. For, for this podcast and this discussion, we're going to separate them as, you know, single cylinder and, you know, adventure bikes are going to be your bigger, heavier twins. This is a really cool subject because I've had something on my mind I want to get off all week. So perfect. Oh, Perfect. So this uh, should be airing on July 2nd. So I just want to take a small moment here and wish my lovely wife, Bob Sherry. Bob Sherry. Bob Sherry. Bob Sherry. Bob Sherry. Happy anniversary, Bob Sherry. I I would love to say happy anniversary to my lovely wife of 28 years. She's put up with you for 28 years? Holy yes. cow, Bob Cherie. Good job. Yes. Congratulations to you both. Thank you. So our anniversary is July 3rd. It's be 28 years. So now that that's out of the way, Woo. let's talk motorcycles. Let's talk motorcycles. You know what drives me absolutely fucking nuts? I'm going to tell you whether you want to know or not. <laughs> I was trying to think of something smart to say, but you. Yeah, I knew that. I saw it. You're in your just face. like bouncing like, over. The, you're bouncing over there. It's like, like no, I, I can't. Yeah, no. you know, I've been trying to figure out how to word this for the last five minutes, but uh, if you are a Karen and not if you're named Karen, if you are a Karen, you might want to just turn off this podcast right now. Why would that be? Because I'm going to offend Karens all over the fuck place with this. With what? I'll preface it with, it's okay to do whatever you want with your motorcycle. But Absolutely. recently, I have seen 
a ton of dual sport motorcycles being trailered all over the fucking place. So just buy a fucking dirt bike, okay? Because a dual sport gets a license plate for a fucking reason. And if you can't ride it on the street and off the street, I'm sorry. That's, I digress, but it drives well, me nuts. And it's okay. I mean, I get it. I totally understand. Like, coming to your house, it would be so much easier for me to trailer my bike. Absolutely. Or just throw it in the back of the truck. But to me, this is just my opinion. I'm not really, I'm not trying to offend people. My opinion of a dual sport is all in one. Yeah. But uh, you also have a little trepidation about your trip. I do. And, and that's that's part of the dual sport. Like dual right. sport, there's compromise, period. Right. I don't care who you are. You either are better on the road with the bike or better off the road. And there's compromise, but that's to me, number one, a challenge, but it is also what makes it cool. You know, it's, it's part of the dual sport. Right. I, I, I if I was going to bring the Honda to your place, I would not ride it. I, I would put it in the back of the truck, tie it down and drive. So my question the, is the BMW that's different, you know? Question is, and at that point, would you just bring the KX? No. I mean, no, because I'm going across. I mean, I I don't know if you know that those people are local or, I mean, if I've got to ride two hours to go somewhere to go riding, like I'm going to like, say I'm going to start the BDR for the Utah BDR and I live at the top of Utah. I'm going to want to trailer my small tool sport down to the beginning and ride up that sounds you know sounds better i don't do that now if if you know and who knows maybe these guys don't have dirt bikes and they're just bringing their dual that's sports. true and that's another point i was going to make is i have my dirt bike for dirt biking right the reason i got a dual sport is because i didn't want to load up a bike on the trailer and go ride absolutely and that's why i bought my dual sport I want to be able to go explore dirt roads and uh, the state forests and stuff without having to trailer or truck my KX. And but not I also having to hide from police because it's plated. Right. But it's also like uh, I'm going to do that locally. Yeah. And that's where I messed up, I guess. I mean, the, the whole thought, I mean, you're coming here. We're renting a truck to go to Virginia because we can make that trip in 12 hours. Whereas if we're doing it on the bikes, especially on my two fifty, it's going to take a lot longer. It'd be a great video for me, but I understand. Mm. But well, I mean, it's going to be easier. We're going to be able to get a, a quicker start because unfortunately we're, we're limited on time. Yeah. Um, uh, to be fair, when I bought, when I got my seven Oh one and I'd had that dream for, a couple of years before I got it, it was for local use in Utah, leaving my house, going camping because we have mountains and deserts to camp everywhere. Right. It was not a thought in my head. It, I mean, not even a stupid, crazy thought that I would want to take a bike from my house to Massachusetts, from Utah to Massachusetts. That wasn't on the radar anywhere. No. 
but things evolve. Yeah. It's a, it became do. some kind of monster, like it started feeding itself. And <laughs> so I'm not trying to put Feed anybody the down. Monster. Feed the beast. My gas can for my 300 KTM uh, has Sharpied on it. Feed the beast. That way I know it's mine. <laughs> Which Squatch and I did a lot, uh, little mini Punisher we found this oh, weekend. Nice. It was awesome, dude. That's awesome. But anyway, took a ride as well. Spent yeah, most of the day yesterday on which at, bike? Which on the bike? Beamer. On the Beamer. Good. Yeah, short ride because uh, I spent most of the day yesterday on on my butt at the dealer uh, negotiating. That's better than on your knees. You might have got a better yeah. deal on your knees, but <laughs> no, and I didn't get bent over the desk either. I, well, we actually good. had a, a nice sales guy. Oh, oh, wait, this wasn't for for a bike. This was for something else. I I follow yes. you. Uh, Bob got the wife, an anniversary the wife got present. A new car. No, no, she. Well, the you know it's funny because like you know Cody's had car problems. The wife's transmission third and fourth gear in her in her uh, automatic transmission are like not going anymore so she was like in first and second year driving to work oh that's always fun the last week so yes and it's fifteen hundred dollars for a used transmission with a hundred thousand plus miles without knowing how long it's going to last or it's like three thousand plus for remanufactured so she got a new machine yeah not brand new it's a new used it's three years old but but they're fourth gear work. So that that's that's yes. Nice. And she's stoked. So congratulations, Bob Cherie. So Bob Cherie won't be getting a motorcycle anytime soon. So if she's going to ride with me, it's going to be on, on the, the 250. Yeah. Which so is let, fine. That's why I bought the 850. Let's talk then. We can uh we can narrow this down, I think, a little bit. Chappie has a 250. Dual sport. Uh, dual sport. And an 850. Adventure bike. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's, let's talk a little bit about, about the differences. Um, Whew. Where do we start? Uh, what would decide what makes you pick, pick which bike you're taking? Uh, right now, because I don't have a skid plate. <laughs> uh, come on, Wonderlick. Get that Euro 5 skid plate done. Let's see. Uh, if I'm going to go single track uh, trail riding, I'm taking the smaller bike because I know I'm going to dump it. You're going to dump I wanna it. Pick up, yeah, I want to pick up a light bike. Um, also, I, the plastic on the dual sport is more like a dirt bike. So they're made to bend, not break. I mean, I, I know people break fenders and radiator yeah. shrouds off, but... They're a little more uh, flexible. And a little probably less expensive to replace like in bad. Like if you actually do break a plastic. Yeah. I mean, and they're a lot easier to replace. Whereas your adventure bikes, like the BMWs got panels of plastic that all wrap together to make it look like it's one big, you know, fairing type of thing. I guess that would be... Uh, another thing different between dual sports and adventure bikes. What's adventure that? bikes have fairings. 
So like mm-hmm. the beak, the front fender is usually right on the tire, like between the forks instead of up under your triple tree. And it's got like a fairing or a shroud that comes around your handlebar or triple tree. That's and the thing that drives me a little bit nuts. I see big concern with that. And I've seen a lot of videos on this, but that little fender above the, the front wheel on the adventure bikes, you get into mud, mm. it will stop your front wheel from moving, period. Like, it gets that caked. Yeah. I mean, it, depending on how thick your lugs are and how sticky the mud is. Yeah. Especially out um, here. I've heard it's of that, sticky. too. I've seen that some of them you can raise. You yeah, can I was just going to say some aftermarket places make kits to raise that fender up. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, people um, say, I know you, I can hear you talking in my head, people. Well, I'm not going to ride in the mud. Yeah. How many times have we gone out not going to ride in the rain and it rains on us, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's happened to me. I, um, it used to be... When I had the crotch rocket, if it was going to rain or had a more than like a 45% chance, I didn't go. Just the horsepower and the torque on those things, it didn't take much to break break the thing loose. And there was no rider aids on those. That's still a foreign concept to me. I've been hearing about these lately a lot. What's that? Rider aids. What the fuck is that? You either know how to ride your bike or you don't. But apparently... Traction control, anti-lock braking systems, suspension rising and dropping. All this shit's uh, foreign to me. Sounds fabulous, but I've never experienced it. Yeah, I mean, if you have the knowledge, having suspension that you adjust, you can fine-tune it a lot better. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have the knowledge, or depending on what you're going to do, I mean, if you're going to get into some heavy, dirty nasty stuff yeah you want, yeah you want that's the, the kind of stuff i like <laughs> you want the suspension you can adjust but for the the typical rider i mean if my wife's going to jump on the back with me i don't want to have to measure my sag, my sag every time <laughs> so yeah don't tell your wife i'm measuring the sag to have you on it honey that could go bad yeah i, I just hit a button um, my God! If I got a if I got a full load, and and it's it's needed too because when I'm on it, just me, it goes about thirty percent. I mean, it it was set up pretty good when I got it. When the wife gets on the back, she's sitting way back, you know, almost on the tail, so there's more leverage back there. So even though she's lighter than me, she compresses the suspension more. Cause she's got more leverage. So when I get on and I pick it up, so it's standing straight up, my kickstand is touching the ground to the point where it's dragging when I try and kick it up. <laughs> and that sucks. That can, that can be embarrassing. <laughs> well, I mean, I have to lean it to the right a little bit to get it up or I press and hold the button to select the bags and then select two up riding and it automatically preloads the suspension and it lifts the bike up. I can actually feel the bike rising. So you're just blowing and my then mind. I, just I mean, I want to try this. Stand. I'm not, 
saying anything bad against anyone that uses all these things. I've just never freaking been able to. Yeah. I'm a dirt bike kid, whatever, but it sounds awesome. Like <laughs> it is. I, well, and it, again, it's depends on what you're doing. You know, I mean, if you're, if you're the type that today you're going to ride solo and tomorrow you're going with a wife with a full load. It's just easy to. It's so much work to to measure because you have yeah. to put everything on the bike. You got to get the wife on the bike. You got to get on the bike. And then you have to have somebody measure it for you. You have to adjust it and to get it right. So, yeah, I mean, it's not just it's going to take. Yeah, it's going to take multiple people. I mean, you really can't do your own sag on your own either. Well, I did find a tool for that, but it's pretty cool, actually. I actually gave it to Johnny Mac. You found a tool so you can adjust your own sag. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. I'll send you a link. I can't remember what it's called, but it's like 150 bucks. You pinch it onto the fender, and it like goes to the axle nut, and it measures, and then you've got up on the handlebar, it has a reader that shows you. Right, but how do you get the bike to not be on the kickstand or something? Because you can't have your feet on the ground because... You have to pick nope. your feet up and put them on the pegs. Nope. So, so you got to kind of like balance the bike. Yeah. Basically, I found like in my carport, I just leaned the tire up against one of the poles and stood on it. So, yeah, there is a little trick, trickery to that, but it's a cool tool for those hmm. of us who don't want to call in the wife every five minutes. Uh, help me. Help me hold the bike for my sag. So that goes okay for a little while, and then pretty soon the wife just can't hear you anymore for some reason. <laughs> At least, in, at least in my experience. So other than being lighter to pick up, say you're on single track, you take the smaller bike because it is more nimble too? Oh, or? absolutely. And plus, I mean, unless you specifically order the bike or, you know, work out a deal, most adventure bikes in the showroom have more road-oriented tires. And if you're going to be doing heavy off-road you need to you're going to need to change them i mean that's good the, to know because they're, they're coming with like 80 20s or maybe 60 40s but they're not coming with 50 50s or there's no knobbies yeah no okay. no they're that's usually know, some sort of an aggressive cost. tread well no like bmw if you order the bike you can get it Set with up tires. I mean, okay. they'll, they'll, they'll put tires on for you. It's just mine came with the Anarchy 3s, which I think is, they say it's like a 90, 90 10 tire. Uh, it's got some good grooves in it. I mean, it'll do dirt roads, but it all depends on what you're going to do with it. Whereas my 250 came with knobbies. I mean, yeah, baby. They're for the road and. Uh, I'm not going to say most, but the majority of the bikes that I've researched, mm -hmm. adventure bikes are tubeless, whereas their dirt bikes usually have tubes unless you put a tubeless system in it. Yeah. Like you have. Yeah, like I have, which is kind of fun. But yeah, well, that's good. That's good. See, here's, here's the problem I'm facing with dual sport slash adventure. Right now, I want to involve the wife more. So I've been looking at, say, uh, an 850 or more at uh, GS800s because there's not really a used 850. 
2019 was, uh, yeah. Which doesn't bring it down low enough for my cost. So. But um, in my head, I think, okay, so I do that. I'll do that with the wife and I'll just tame down. I'm not, I'm not after the, uh, the roughest terrain I can find with the bike. Yeah, especially two up. In my head. But you live in your head a lot. I do. My wife says I'm in a movie all the time in my head. She told me that today. So, <laughs> oh, that's funny shit. So yeah, that that's the thing. Like, I guess you just decide what you're going to do with the bike. And, and I do have my 300 for when I want to go up level five out of five Jeep trails that we like to do on our small right. bikes. Don't have to do that on the 701 or an 850. So. Like you were saying, depends on the type of riding you're going to do. Fire roads, stuff like that. I've seen I've seen Harley. I saw a chick oh, at the Valley of Gods. I saw a single lady moto camping off-road at the Valley of Gods. And she was on like a Triumph. I don't know what the bike was. It looked kind of like a cafe Scrambler racer. Scrambler or something. Maybe a, Scrambler. Yeah. Knobby so, tires. So cool. So cool. I mean, they have knob- knobbies. I didn't notice that much. I just thought it was a single chick at the camp and I drove by. And I want to say Nathan I- had one of those for the love of knobs. He, he I think he had a, a scrambler. It's pretty cool. I man. remember, I remember, I want to say he was on Amanda's channel. He had one at that point. But what's I, up, Nathan? If you're listening, I <laughs> took my 750, which I bought as a touring bike uh, on road touring bike. And I traded that for the 850 for a couple of reasons. One with the, the crazy COVID bullshit things are going out of, out of control. The car prices are jacking up. I mean, you, you can't buy a used car. Their prices are insane. The motorcycle prices are insane. I was afraid that next year when we were planning on upgrading or trading in, the prices were going to be skyrocketing and they were going to be out of my range. So upgrade now. I also wanted that black and yellow. From the day I saw it from last I mean, year's GS trophy. It does grab your eye. It is. Uh, it, it is. Yeah, I mean... When I saw those bikes, when they were putting them for the GS Trophy, it was like, holy crap, I want that. Those are sexy looking bikes. I'll give you that. And when I, yeah, and when I found out that they were still offering that color this year, it was like, oh, I got oh, to do it. <laughs> That's what he was like. Oh, yeah. But if I was going to trade my 750, uh, I wanted to go up to the 850 for a couple of reasons. One, as I've stated, I'm hoping that the wife is going to ride the 250 or try and learn. Uh, we can go exploring back roads and stuff like that. I can take the 850. She can take the 250. You know, we're just exploring. Not going to take her through heavy, hard enduro stuff. You know, we're just talking fire roads, back roads, maybe BDR type stuff. Number two, when I bought my 750, I didn't know what a BDR was. So I don't hold that against you because I didn't know what one was until Tim took me on one. Right. And that was, again, after I bought my BMW. So um, I upgraded. Now I have the spoke wheels. 
Spoke wheels, big difference. Yes. And holy shit, the power difference. <laughs> I mean, 20 horsepower, but holy crap. You know, it's not about the HP. It's about how it's delivered. and It's the same motor. 750, 850. It's still an 853cc motor. It's just they, the mapping on the 750 is tuned down, which is totally like mind-boggling to me. Why would you take the road motorcycle and tune it down when people are only going to ride it on the road and then tune up something you're going to take off-road? Because if I accidentally twist that throttle on an 850 with 20 more horsepower as I'm going over a rock, you whiskey throttle into a tree. <laughs> you know, I mean, I can change the mapping. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. But change the mapping. But the 750, the, the power delivery is the same as like the 850s like rain mode which is the lowest throttle response i mean it is insane like i put that in rain mode and it feels like i'm riding the 750 i put it in road mode and i notice a big difference it's like giddy up motherfucker here we go yeah yeah i put it in dynamic and holy shit it feels like i'm on a crotch rocket that thing rips it is, it's scary sometimes. You <laughs> twist that throttle, it feels like it wants to just wheelie. But thankfully with the traction control, it keeps me from doing that. And it's funny because in the app, I can see my ride and I can see every time the traction control kicked on. Really? During the ride, yeah. That's pretty every cool. Every time traction control or ABS, every time the, the bike issued a, a correction, I can see where it did it. So I can see if it was in a corner or that's pretty cool. Yeah. So it's really cool. So what makes you want to pick the the bigger bike then? If me, if I'm going to take the wife with me and, and that would be, even if I had like say a Husky 350 with beefier suspension or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, I mean the 250, the suspension's a little, they say it's a little lacking. I haven't had an issue with it, but I'm not trying to race through the woods. The suspension on my uh, 850 is insane. But again, you know, if we're going to go for a ride, whether it's off-road, you know, like fire roads or something like that, or if it's, you know, on pavement, I want to take the 850 because we want to ride in comfort. As you know, the dual sports, the back of the seat is not really comfortable for the the leg positioning. Well, I mean the leg positioning because, uh, um, the pegs are usually up higher, so your passenger's legs are have more of a, a bend to them. Yeah. Um, I bought the seat concept seat for mine, thinking, well, you know, it, it is com- more comfortable for me. But my wife kept complaining, right. and I'm like, well, I've got a seat concept seat. Can't be going to come. I was looking at it, and from where I sit to where she sits, like the foam's probably not even a quarter inch thick. So yeah. I, I well, you get. probably bought the low low height. Yeah, unfortunately, I can't find one that has a step up for the for the passenger. They make it for the huh. six ninety, but they mount differently, so I can't just use that. I thought about just uh, customizing it with some foam under the cover you myself, could. and I think that's what I may do for right now. Yeah, because that's an affordable. Uh, you might be able to reach out to them or uh, Sergeant. Might make you a seat. I think I 
seeing them when I was Googling seats. Like I, I want to get seat. a sergeant. Yeah, I want to get a sergeant seat for the BMW for like if me and the wife are going to go on a long trip or something. I don't mind the seat for me just, you know, but if you're going to go for a long ride and you want to spend time in the saddle. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're more of a road type of person, uh, an adventure bike, you know, like, and I don't mean road as far as like highway. I mean, like, you're going to be on pavement and dirt. Uh, you want to do like BDRs. You can do that in a in a adventure bike. Yeah, I've seen plenty of people do them on twelve hundreds. Which, by the way, just my personal thing. I don't want to do that on twelve hundred. Mm-hmm. I don't really. I mean. They're big, man. I mean, they're awesome. Yeah. I'm not saying anything bad. Like, that's a badass bike. I've seen Tim's. I've rode it a little bit. It's a badass bike. It's just not the bike I ever want to be anywhere off-road solo on. Yeah. I, well, I, I, mean, I could not pick that up more than once. I could not do it. Well, that's adventure bike, period. I mean, my my 850 is not much lighter than his. 70 pounds, maybe 70 pounds is a lot though. Still, it's know, heavy. You're it's talking, still heavy. you're talking 495 versus, and it all depends on how you pack it too. Yeah. And you know, do you want to have to take is. all your stuff off? Yeah. The only yeah. thing Tim's bike had going for it is when he did tip it over because of the boxer engine and the, the crash bars around him, it never, well, except for one time, you'll have to wait for that video, but it never fully lays on its side. So like it's already got the first 15 degrees or 30 degrees Makes picked up for pick you. Up. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And there's, there's tons of adventure bikes out there now. I mean, Ducati makes one BMW. Honda's got the Africa twin. Harley. Yeah. Harley's got the Pan America and people are raving about that. Uh, Nathan and Chris, drove one at the giant loop rally. Yeah. And I mean, Nathan took it off. He got to take it off road. I mean, that's the first person I've seen that was able to take it off road. That I would hope so. That's cool. what they say. It's freaking made to do. Right. But when you go to these demo things, a lot of times they're just on street tracks, you know, um, Suzuki's got a V strong. They've got a six fifty, I think is, I think it's a you know, isn't that kind of like these guys giving you a test ride on a adventure bike and only letting you ride it on the road? Isn't that like kind of putting a condom on to take a piss? So uh, <laughs> Suzuki's got the V-Strom, which I think they've got a 650 and a 1050. No comment. <laughs> no comment. That one doesn't deserve a comment. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yamaha has a Tenere, which is a 700. And I don't know. Is they there have a bigger like a, one? Yeah, they do have uh, 11 do or they 1200. Have a yeah, something. Okay. A big one. Yeah. Um, Tiger's got 800. Uh, 850, 800, and then they've got like a 1200. Uh, so, yeah, there's, I mean, and I know I'm forgetting some. Well, Kawasaki's got a Versus. I was reading the other day that adventure motorcycles are. Like one of the fastest, well, or the fastest growing niche, or whatever you want to call it, of yes. motorcycles currently. And even yeah. even our buddy um, the other day that we had on, 
Dana was saying yes. how like 20 year olds are trading their crotch rockets or getting adventure bikes more and more, even younger crowd, which is cool. Yes. And I think they're realizing that speed kills and the crotch rockets only do one thing. They go yeah. fast, you know, but you get an adventure bike. It still goes fast. Yeah. They still go fast. But when you see a road off to the side, a fire road, gravel road, you can actually go down that and see where it leads. You can put luggage on it and take it across country. Yeah. You comfortably. can do that too. You know, they're adventure touring bikes. Yes. So they, they cover the adventure or the touring. That's why I bought, you know, the 750 originally. I wanted to tour. I got the hard bags and I got hard bags because I wasn't going off road. I was going on road. Which makes sense. They're more secure. They're easier to load. Yada, yada. Yeah. Totally. Yes. And having them is nice because when I'm local, uh, they're pr- primarily empty. I carry a repair kit for the tires. I carry tools, not much else. His sex doll, but we're not going to talk about that. Yeah, but that's small and it blows up. Yeah. So embarrassing when the officer sees it, though. It stays. It stays in the box. Oh, all okay. rolled into a little ball. Is it in the black bag? They give you the black bag covered up. <laughs> yeah. But no, so it makes sense. You can when lock I stay them. Lo- well, yeah, when I stay local, I don't carry much. So when we stop somewhere, they're expandable. I can put two full-size helmets, one in the top box and one in the left-side case. So, so I you can don't lock have to worry the about helmets your, in there. You don't have to worry about your helmet getting jacked while you're gone. That's got to be nice. Absolutely. You know, and I can take the tank bag off and pop it in one of those boxes and lock it. If I, if I'm going to go for a walk somewhere and leave it. So there's nothing that anybody can steal, you know? Cause I mean, when we went on our trip, if we weren't staying somewhere very long, it was like one person stayed with the bike. One person went in and used the bathroom. Like yeah. she would get coffee. Then I would go into the bathroom I and then that I would game. come out, we'd have a smoke, drink our coffee, and then get back on the road. But, you know, it's like. Sometimes you play that game. Yeah. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. So one I person mean, has to stay. So, which is inconvenient if, sometimes. It know? is, especially if you find somewhere like uh, a waterfall or something like that, that you want to go walk to. You've got all this stuff, you know, like. I got to take my wallet out. I got to take, you know, everything that's in my tank bag that's, you know, cameras or any of that stuff in soft bags. I'm taking a chance of somebody walking away with thousands of dollars worth of shit. Yep. Whereas with the hard bags, but off road, we're talking different, you know, you're going to, you're going to fall over at some point. Um, And I get the, you know, the you know soft versus hard if that hard box falls on your leg it's a there's better some chance of hurting yeah. there's some merit to that and tim just did his video this week on soft versus hard which was cool yeah i mean it, it all depends on the type of rider you are what kind of experience you have you know so. a, a more experienced rider 
knowing that they're going to go down, you don't ride it to the ground. You know, you, you crash it, but you don't, you prepare to dismount, you know, you, you don't. Yeah. Like a ninja, like Tim did in uh, New Mexico. It's great. I realized yeah, so, something this, did you notice anything different about my channel at all in the last day or two? Just curious. <laughs> I had a little bit name change. A name change? Yeah. Two wheels in a tent. I didn't notice. Two wheels in a tent. Off-road adventure. Oh. I realized what the difference is between me, Tim. I mean, other than he's great at filming and tutorials and he's Tim. I'm an off-road guy. I mean off-road, and I'm going to put a video out what we did this weekend just to say, like, I don't mean just to fire road people. That doesn't get my whistle wet. <laughs> yeah, so I would say the adventure bike is not the way you want to go. And that's that's kind of the thing. But then you throw the wife into the mix. That's when it becomes you might convoluted. Be off, you might be better off getting her a 250. She's, sport. She is throwing that out there as well. Be a hell of a, it might be a hell of a lot cheaper too. Especially if you wait till after the COVID sickness is over. Once things get back to normal, people start going back to work. You might be able to find a 250L or KLX 300. Lightly or, used. Lightly used or like Rodney found a, a Husky 350 it's funny that uh, he got that bike Damn. because I'm pretty sure that somebody I'm looking at right now said that that's kind of their he got dream a dual sweet sport. deal. Yeah, he got a sweet deal. Well, no, he made a video and he asked people what their thoughts were, you know. And my my answer to him was, you know, I've got a 250 and my dream bike's a 350. Yep. If you are going to just goof around, 250's fine. I don't care what people say about the suspension. You're not racing, you know, I've never bought, bottomed that thing out and I've gone over some nasty shit. Uh, the 350, your, your maintenance is, and stuff is going up, but so is your suspension on that, yada, yada. Yeah, but the suspension on that is sick compared to the 250. Let me throw this out there. Any bike pretty much made today, like if you're buying a new bike, dual sport, dirt bike, adventure bike, and you can exclude yourself if you want. But as far as I'm concerned, however they come, even stock is going to be set up where the bike exceeds what my skill level. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, you can bitch about suspension and, and I'm not saying it's not valid. Like. If you feel the bottom, you're bottoming out, that sucks. Okay, that's a problem. But right. pretty much the technology these days, you know, I feel like to say, oh, that suspension on that bike sucks. You got to be a pretty damn good rider then. Yeah, I, well, I mean, to a point, you're probably you know. doing something that the bike shouldn't be doing. Right. I mean, if you're taking a CRF 250L or 300L or whatever into sick ass nasty trails that you know you're 
catching air and stuff like that. Yeah, if you're doing if you're doing that's not tabletops, triples. <laughs> well, I mean, even just like like out in the desert and stuff like that. If you're taking it off road and you know launching off dunes and stuff, that's not, not what the they're bike set up for. That yeah. So I mean, it doesn't mean the suspension sucks. It just means you chose the wrong bike for the wrong. It's choosing the wrong tool absolutely. for the wrong job. Absolutely. And that's why I had said before the 350 would be my dream bike because I could take that to the motocross track and ride it and, you know, it would work. Yeah. The 250, you know, I could probably bebop around on the motocross track, but I ain't launching it off jumps. That's for sure. Suspension is not made for that. So here's the general, my general thought on dual sport adventure. I think us as customers have come to expect or want one of each or need. Well, yeah, you need one of each, but what we're trying to do, we're, we're, we're looking for a really fabulous crescent wrench. It's we're not, looking for a multi-tool. It's not a size 10, but it can be, it's not a size eight, but it can be, it's not a size 20, but it can be. Yeah, but right. see, that, that's a, I think that's a bad analogy because a crescent wrench only does one thing. It loosens hex bolts. I don't know. Or nuts. I could knock some motherfucker out with one pretty good. Yeah, right. But it's, <laughs> it's only going to do one job, whereas a multi-tool has yeah. screwdrivers and pliers. So we're so looking- I just did a shitty analogy. God damn it. Thanks, Shappy. <laughs> Fuck. No, it's just, <laughs> I think like- if you're but talking yeah, about dual if you're talking about dual sports if you're just lumping the dual sports then yes your analogy works because uh changing the size of the motor and stuff like that changes what you can possibly do with it or the different bike um but when we're talking about like different bikes like adventure bike crotch rocket touring bike you know bagger dual sport you know i mean we're yeah. just it, it's like a multi we're looking for a multi-tool that's going to do all of it and do it awesome yeah and unfortunately but even even a multi-tool can do a lot of shit but it doesn't do it as good as a single tool for that job. absolutely that's what that's where i was going exactly where i was going so like the the screwdriver it works in a pinch but it's, it's harder to fit it grab. into. Yeah, it's harder to fit in some spots. You know, the pliers are, are great, but the handles are too big and it doesn't quite spring back the way a normal set of pliers would or something. It's a trade off you get for not Absolutely. bringing your whole tool back using a multi tool. Right. Same it, with it's bikes. good. It's good, but it doesn't work as well as the actual tool. So, yeah. yeah, that was perfect. But, um, yeah, I would say if you are more into single track, tight trails, uh, you should lean towards a dual sport. And if you are more like the fire roads, maybe a little bit of off-road, but not like tight winding through trees, then adventure bike would be fine. Especially if, like, you're the type that's going to want to go away for the weekend and you're going to, like, travel on the road. 
like you might take. Definitely adventure. Yeah, like uh, say you were going <laughs> to travel down to the Valley of the Gods and camp, but you're not going off-road. You might take some fire roads to get to camp. Yeah. But you're not going on trails. An adventure bike, absolutely. Um, if you're looking to do, you're going to travel a couple hours and then launch the thing into the woods, dual sport. Yeah. I've had much fun on my 701 dual sport. Absolutely. Some, some hairy, hairy stuff. It's handled. Like I just came home trying to get home in time to podcast, which I was a little late. Sorry about that. I was doing 85 okay. miles an hour on the freeway. Just yeah. fine on my 701. But it was not, I guarantee, well, I've got knobbies on, first of all. But second of all, it's not going to be as nice at 85 miles an hour on the freeway or interstate as your 850 would be, I'm sure. Uh, probably not. I mean, if you had street tires on it, I think it would be better. It'd be better, but it still wouldn't be quite as Or like nice. an adventure tire. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it but does an it. Adventure, it does it. If you put straight up knobbies on an adventure bike, that's not going to be fun on the highway either. Really? Not if you got straight up knobbies. I mean, hmm. we're talking yeah. like a 4060. They're not that great on the road. You hear the. Oh, yeah, you you hear that. You get the vibration. That's the part that drives me nuts. And you get that, too. So. And they wear out a little quicker. Like if you do a thousand miles on a. Absolutely. Nobby. But when you get off road, they kick ass. (laughs) Yes, they do. If there's anything left when you get there. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And a thousand miles on the freeway on a knobby, you're probably going to. I can tell you exactly what happens. The middle wears out. Yeah. (laughs) Your knobs on the side are perfectly untouched pretty much. I mean, not perfectly, but. Yeah. Because they heat up. Yeah. When you're doing, I mean, on the interstate, there's a lot of straight away. So you're just wearing the middle of the tire out. Right. I get you can curve an S and I'm guilty of that too. But after a while, authorities start looking at you like you're showboating or something. I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there's like, like we were saying, there's so many different models out there and, you know, there's so many different bikes. You got to do your research. You got to first, you need to ask yourself the question, what do I want to do with this motorcycle? Yes. You know, I, I bought the 250L because I wanted to go explore the trails and I didn't want to take a 500 pound motorcycle. And that was because I was going to go right? on my own. Huh? And it's great for that. You oh, like absolutely. It. And I'm going to be taking it on the BDR. For, I mean, originally the plan was when I bought the 850. Um, it was, there was a hope that I could probably take it on the Mabder. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be easier. Even if you had there bought could the still 701. Be I don't think anybody's going to have a skid plate. I'll go get you one right now. 
But so the the Mabder is easier. Tell me the exact I was size I need. I'll just go steal one. I don't give a shit at this point. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> makes one. Ah, that's the problem. Next year they'll be all over the place, but right now it's new enough yeah. that nobody has them. So, plus the demand is sky yes. high, right? Yeah, and uh, there's no real need because the wife is not going to be riding this year. Probably, we've got weeks till we leave, so um, it's just I'm not going to set it up for her and then reset it up for me in a couple of weeks, right? So, so know what kind of riding you want to do. I would say learn from my, I don't know if it's a mistake. It's, it's an honest thought, but I thought I knew what type of riding I was going to do. And then it kind of evolved a little bit, which most people might change bikes at that point. But, but I um, think you've got the perfect bike for the, what you want to do. I think, I think so too. I mean, marketing and YouTube and, all this stuff is really good at telling us that we need another something, right? Oh, absolutely. But if I'm quite honest with myself, like this bike has done everything I've asked it to, and and it will, and it will go beyond <laughs> most of the time. The real ADV question for me was one, wanting to include the wife more. And right. the big one was thinking of leaving my house and riding all the way to you. And I just You're only gonna kept do that looking. Once. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it is once, but that's when I started thinking, gosh, Tim's bike looks like it'd be so much more comfortable to do that. Probably. Until I got to you, and then when we got on the BDR, I'd be thinking, man, my bike would be so much better for right now. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I, I was thinking of taking the 850 only because... The thought was you could fly here. Yeah. No, that would have made um, my wife happy. And, you know, we probably wouldn't have even thought of that until don't, you know, happened. Right. But, um, the, the thought of trying to do some of those class four roads up here on an ADV bike that I'm not experienced with, um, because riding a dirt bike and riding an ADV bike is totally different. There's different skills. There's different different rules, for lack of a better term. You know, yeah. like they handle differently. They're weighted differently. Their yeah, clearance is a little different on well, depending on. But there's some variables in there for sure. Yeah, I mean, I can take a dirt bike and we can do the expert trails i'll get get through um i wouldn't be doing that on the the beam. no and in the scenario you mentioned where i flew out and we took both of your bikes we would not be doing expert sections that would be silly no. that would be maybe more than silly it'd just be stupid <laughs> yeah but I, especially I don't with two miss... brand new bikes come on hello right but i i don't want to miss things because i don't have the skill on the bike you know, yeah, I played that game too. It was a rough, rough run, buddy. I didn't want to I mean, miss the, the Lockhart. Yeah, my thought was um, when you get here, if you're on your husky, I take the Beamer and we ride down the Damascus. We get 
back up here. We pull in, I change the luggage and throw it on the Honda and we go north on the Honda. Yeah. And but, I think for the Mabder, like your two bikes would do it awesome. From what I've heard. Yeah. I don't think you would have a problem riding your 850. The NEBDR, that's a whole different discussion. <laughs> yeah, because there's a section that I've done on the Honda that I don't know if I would want to do that on the the BMW. I mean, you probably could, but do you want to? You know? Absolutely not by myself. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, could you're going, and should yeah. are two different things, especially like you said, solo. Well, I when you're going over that. rocks, when you're going over rocks and stuff like that. It, it doesn't take much for a rock to kick a tire and you to lose balance. And then you're picking your bike up. That's my favorite stuff right there. Which is fine when you're picking up a 250, 300 pound bike. Right, right. But when you're picking up a 500 pound bike with luggage, luggage, now it's a hell of a lot heavier. And if it falls on you, it hurts a lot worse than a. 200 pound less bike absolutely generally don't don't split hairs with me people i know you're saying it depends how you fall blah 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 let's just say same fall add 200 pounds to that it hurts more yeah i mean it doesn't matter if you get caught under the bike you get caught under the bike i mean uh i got a video of me going in bear town uh i was trying to turn around and my back wheel was on a log and I was not square to the log. And when I gave it the gas, the tire did not come up over the log. It slid down the log. And when that happened, the bike went out from underneath me and it fell on my leg. Well, it's easy to pick it up. I mean, I wasn't going fast. It wasn't a hard hit. It was more out of breath because I had to like pick the damn bike up and it was hot and I was wearing a jacket and pants and then down the road a little ways or down the trail, I should say, I got a little off balance because I was standing and I dabbed my foot because I started to get off balance. And when I did, <laughs> I lost my balance even more. And, you know. Yeah, things I, happened. Yeah. and But that one there, I just kind of like walked off the bike. As the bike was falling over, I just stepped off it. You know, I don't know if you'd be able to do that on a bigger bike. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. The vision in my head right then went to hard luggage behind you, heavier bike pushing you forward. Could you just walk off as easily? Probably not. I wasn't going fast. I wasn't going fast. That's why. I mean, I'm at the, the point in my life where... As a younger guy, I probably would have tried to save it and road crashed, you know, rode it, rode it to the crash. Yeah. Um, I'm at the point now where if I know I'm going down, I'm letting the bike go and I'm getting off as safely as possible. Hopefully on my feet. Sounds like a good plan. Yeah. I mean, I've never been a speed freak ever. Well, unless you count drugs, but whatever. (laughs) I know you're a speed freak. What? (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I like slow and technical, like 
sometimes it can take me or some of the people I ride with, it could take us literally an hour to do two miles. Hmm. And, and that's not because we're just, but, but that's how challenging it is, right? It's right. You're taking the section by section. And so at those low speeds, less, it's, less yeah, chance of uh, imminent remember, danger. Yeah. Remember the speed limit on most of the BDRs is like 25. Yeah. And you're going through, sometimes you're going down people's driveways. Yeah. Um, Sometimes you're doing 50 and sometimes yeah, you're see, doing five, you know, I see it all the time. You know, people are going, how fast can I do this? It's like, yeah, I, I don't want to do that's it not fast. What, I want to take my time. That's not what the BDR is about. No. I, my friends, John and John, they, they made a plan to do the Utah one in two days. Yeah. No, and I don't want to with do their that. skill, they could do it. I don't doubt it. But what's the fun in it? But that's my point. That is not what the BDR is created. I mean, they live in Utah, so they get to see it all the time. But like, but still, what is the point of going through all this awesome terrain and everything if you're doing number one, half of it in the dark, so you don't even see it? The BDRs are not designed to be how fast can I get through it? If you want a race, go join a race, you know? My goal when you get here is. It gets dark probably around eight o'clock when we're doing the thing. Mm-hmm. So doing the damn my, thing. Yeah. My goal is we get up in the morning, have breakfast, pack up camp. We're leaving camp between nine and 10. It's a reasonable hour. You know, we're not yeah. getting up at the crack of dawn. You know, we're riding till maybe six or seven that's nine hours that's nine hours you know and then we're pulling in the camp it's still light out we can still you know kick back you know talk to the camera and do you know that sort of thing we can transfer our files over we can have dinner relax with the fire and then Go to sleep, you know, relaxing, relax in the morning. You know, I'm probably going to be up at six because I'm used to getting up at four 30. And I'll so probably be up, up at six because when I'm out on the trail, I, um, nature wakes me up a little earlier and a little nicer. Like, yeah. So, I mean, if we're both up at six, but that doesn't mean I want to leave at seven. Like I'm still going to need no, time to start not. my old engine inside myself. Yeah, absolutely not. With coffee. If we're up at six, <laughs> we can have our coffee and breakfast, breakfast, you know, whether it's oatmeal or if I'm able to, to carry eggs, we get farm eggs. We don't have to refrigerate them. So if that egg thing, if you can shake the shit out of it, and bang it on the ground and it doesn't break the eggs, we can bring eggs so we can have eggs in the morning. And then we just need like hash browns or whatever to go with it. So we can make breakfast, relax, have a coffee and then camp. Yeah. Then pack stuff up, get changed, get ready to go. And if we're on the road before nine, that's just more that we get to do or, or, more we get to relax and see 
more stops we can make to take pictures or whatever. You know, I don't want to rush through, you know, if, like I said before, if we're only at my house in 13 days, then, you know, I'll I'll ride with you as far as I can north. And then if you want to continue, I'll turn, hit the highway, head back home and you can continue on or, you know, we can both turn around and head back to the house. And Yeah. It's all about the adventure, man. You know, absolutely not, not about destination. Destination's cool. Like it would be cool to say we complete both. Yeah. I'm not a lie, but that would, I get to experience it and actually enjoy it. And we don't quite finish. That doesn't hurt my feelings. It might make me yeah. come back in a couple of years to finish, but I'd and rather enjoy it than rush through and say, Oh, I did it. <laughs> right. And especially because we're planning on filming it. Yeah. And, for those of you who a don't film, huge project out of this. For those of you who don't film and make videos, um, it's very easy to overlook how much time that actually takes. It's not just hit and record and go. You've got batteries you charge. You've got to get off the bike. You got to set up a tripod to get an off bike. I mean, there's a lot. So, my right. chappy saying yeah, we're see, working some stuff. time into that. But yes, uh, in order to do that on the trip. Cause we're like, we have lofty goals of a major production. We're not sure depending on the footage, whether it's going to be a one shot, two hour thing, or maybe like if we get enough footage and it grows, maybe four or five part one hour things. So, yeah. And let me tell you what, in the last week I have rented almost every like around the world motorcycle movie documentary that there is available that I could find. Nice. This needs to be done. Not just for us, but for others. Absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying those are bad movies, but there's only so freaking many of them and they're not the same thing that we're doing. Yeah. There's nothing sure. like that. So who are our sponsors? Our favorite peoples. We don't have sponsors. That's right. But we we do have friends. We do, we have, do friends. have friends. Uh, we have Ben over at Moto Camp Nerd, uh, if you use the code throttled ADV, no spaces in that, just T H R O T T L E D A D V, you can save 10% at Moto Camp Nerd. He's got all kinds of camping things that have been hand selected for the motorcyclist in mind. He just added giant loop stuff to his repertoire as well yes and uh what's the sleeping bag he just added something else uh big agnes maybe or i don't know no there was another one that i i can't is remember nemo son of a bitch um, nemo oh no. no what was uh he had a post i can't remember i missed son it. Of a bitch anyway go check it out and you'll see apologies ben i forgot what it was he doesn't know he's out i've seen his pictures he's moto camping right now Right. Not when he hears this, but <laughs> also um, we have another, another friend and I'm going to tell y'all because some people look at me and they go, who dresses you, your mama? No, guess what? <laughs> I'm going to tell you who dresses me specifically Dan, the man from rated M Mototomic dresses me. No shit. He really not like physically dresses me, but 
pretty much all of my attire lately is Mototomic yes. gear, which is bad ass. And they don't yes, pay me and- to say that. They don't pay Chappie. Right. F- full disclosure, he did send us a care package to which we did not purchase. I guess that's uh, payment. I, but... I, I, I would have purchased, especially the hoodie, or not the hoodie, the the beanie. Um, he's got a new uh, neck gaiter with Carlos on it. We got a keychain. So that, uh, you know... I, we would like to thank Dan for the care package. Yes, thank you for um, the care package. We appreciate that immensely. And There's no strings attached. He doesn't say, I'll give you this if you give me a good review. We just freaking shout it out because we love it. Absolutely. And if you want to try out some of this stuff for yourself, Dan has graciously given all of our listeners a 20% discount using the same code, Throttled ADV. T-H-R-O-T-T-L-E-D-A-D-V. Um, this is why we, we give Motocamp Nerd and Mototomic shout out because they give us a discount code for our listeners. On top of the fact that they are motorcyclists themselves, you know, motorcyclists support motorcyclists. Yes. And good people, great products, great people. And uh, at this point, we're not business. owned. Yeah, and they're yeah exactly like I want to say local. They they ship nationally, whatever. But right, they're small businesses starting out, trying to live the American dream and help us as motorcyclists. So yeah, Mototomic I mean, actually ships worldwide. He Good, maybe I can have him send a package. Australia. I just figured out how I'm getting to you. I'll just have Dan, who dresses me, throw me in a box and ship me over to you with my bike. Right. <laughs> Oh, shit. It's not putting you on the spot there, Dad. Sorry. You're funny. <laughs> I don't know if there's a box big enough for me. I don't know. Wait, there is. It's called a jail cell. I've been there once. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But yeah, so we bring them up on the podcast because they give us a discount code so you can save. They have good stuff. I just bought uh, the Weira toolkit we were talking about. Oh, I got Auto one. Camp Nerd. Yeah, I did. I was looking. There were um, one I was looking at was sold out at that time. No, I got the big one. I was looking at the small one. I think. Yeah, no, I got the big one because uh, the BMW toolkit's not going to have all the tools I need on the Honda. After you said that, a I lot of to, torque stuff. So I went looking. Those are those are pretty badass tool sets. The Wira. Yeah. Yeah. So I got the. I can't remember which one it was, but it was a hundred, hundred and thirty bucks or something. But it's small, so that will be packed on the Honda. Brap. Yeah. So thank you all for listening. Don't forget to go over and join the Discord server. Head to throttledadventures.com and click on the Discord link. It will automatically bring you right to our server. Maybe that's how I'll get to you, Chappie. I'll just hop on there and get brought right to your server. Yeah. Beep. Nice. I don't think they. I don't think they uh, serve bikes, though. Well, the government is supposed to be releasing alien information that was top secret. Maybe we uh-huh. can just beam me over, Scotty. Good luck with that. Yeah. Right. I'm sure, I couldn't afford it, fuckers. <laughs> First, we have to probe you. Nope. Nope. I'm out. Get the fuck no out. No probing. Here. No probing. Nope.
<laughs> and on that note. Yes, on that note, we're going to wrap to you later. Yes. Have a good week, everybody. Happy 4th of July. And Happy motherfucking Independence Day, because we're still independent. Yay! For now. For now. Later.